0: Our Old Testament reading this morning is from the 14th chapter of the book of Exodus, uh, beginning verse 5 and continuing through verse 14. We we join the story uh, of the Israelites as they have departed from Pharaoh's land. They are uh, leaving and uh, something happens shortly after they have made their exit the stage right. And that is, uh, Pharaoh snaps to his senses and, well, um, wait a minute, there's been a terrible mistake. We need them back here. And so he's gonna round up uh, the cavalry and they're gonna go uh, corral both the loose Israelites and bring them back for continued service as slaves In Egypt, but the Lord has other plans. I invite you to listen for a word from the Lord as it is there written. When the king of Egypt was told that the people had fled, the mind of Pharaoh and his servants was changed toward the people, and they said, What is this that we have done? That we have let Israel go from serving us. So he made ready his chariot, and he took his army with him, and took 600 chosen chariots, and all the other chariots of Egypt with officers over all of them. And the Lord hardened the heart of the Pharaoh king of Egypt and he pursued the people of Israel while the people of Israel were going out and The Egyptians pursued them, all Pharaoh's horses and chariots and his horsemen and his army, and overtook them and camped at the sea by high heroes in front of Baal When Pharaoh drew near, the people of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, which he will work for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall never see again. The Lord will fight for you, and you have only to be silent. Here ends this reading of God's Holy Word. Our New Testament reading this morning, as promised, is from letter to the Roman church in the 8th chapter, beginning verse 31 and continuing to verse 39. Again, I invite you to listen for a word from the Lord as it is there written. What then are we to say about these things? If God is for us, who is against us? He who did not with From God's holy word. That sermon, I did not bring with me today. I spent um, a good week and a half putting it together. And um, last night, I put it on the shelf. So we'll have to hear about Cyrus somewhere else down the line. This morning, as has been the case pretty much all the past week, I have been pushed out of my comfort zone. I was not here last week at the pulpit, standing here at the pulpit and looking at all these lovely faces out there. Uh, I was instead, uh, in this hour, sitting in the pews of a Presbyterian church See, um, the, the pulpit was filled by a Southern Baptist. Uh, there was, there were no hymns throughout the service. Um, there was no call to confession. There was no assurance of pardon. I didn't know any. 730 we concluded The topic of his lectures was on Holy Spirit. Part of the time of the keynotes, he broke us into small groups. certainly outside my comfort zone. In those small groups, one of the exercises was to pray aloud for the person to your left. There were six or seven of us in this prayer circle, And specifically, to pray that they would receive the Holy Spirit. Now that's very that's very unprecedented on, on a number of levels, but uh, we did it, and we survived it, and God has a sense of humor. I don't remember what it was. So, I should be careful what I pray for. Well, the person to my left in that prayer circle that I was praying to receive a fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit was my wife. Oh dear. So, you can pray for me this week. I don't know what's going to happen to her, but I don't know whoever was to my right. That's why you got this sermon today, and not the one I had ready to go. I, I have received apparently some kind of anointing, fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit. So I want to talk with you this morning about God's steadfast. In our Old Testament reading this morning, we heard about the Israelites. They were in a tough spot. They literally had their bags up against the wall. The wall the waves of the sea. And they weren't there by accident. For this route out of Egypt was, was planned by God. He told Moses exactly where to go. So it was by accident they were at the Red Sea, they were encamped just where the Lord had told Moses to make He tells them, I've had these instructions from God. This is what we should do. We're going to do it. And fear not, God will take care of it. And God is going to take care of it, but in the process, God is not going to change all the Israelites from a towering bunch of winders into an an assembled mighty he is not going to change a stuttering herdsman from anything that resembles, into anything that resembles a patent or a Montgomery. They're going to remain the same. And God is going to remain the same, and God is the one who is going to claim, tells the people, just fear not, be silent, and let God be God. How hard that is to do. But they really didn't have much choice. So they did, they were, and he was. And as they say, the rest is Israel's history. When Rhonda's folks lived on an island in South Florida, they they were ministered to there by a pastor from a tradition that was not Presbyterian. It was a Church of God and it was because there was, the island was so small there was only a single church on it, so you didn't have many options for your Sunday mornings. But the pastor there was a a raging Cajun Pentecostal. He's from Louisiana, and I can still see him to this day. He would—he was like a lion. He would stalk back and forth in front of the church, and he had this towel. Listening to this other, Pentecostal, charismatic Methodist. I was reminded of some of the things I heard in those fiery services, uh, straight out of the Bible, and of the of the spirit that was in that man, and I pray that that spirit though manifest in a different way would continue to come through me and you as his servants. Were he here this morning, by the time he finished Romans 8, uh, you would all be a quivering mess, but I don't think I'm going to bring quite that. in conversations with fellow conference goers in morning and evening prayer times there on the mountaintop, in visits with my father-in-law and my wife's aunt in Tennessee, in traveling of our way to Atlanta to get back here to the shore, and then in arriving back the two dead cats. It's been a full week. There's been ups and downs and God has been present through all of it. And I expect that in your lives too, there's ups God indeed is with you through all of it. Throughout scripture, we're reminded that God is working for our good. It's often hard to perceive. If you were sitting there on the shore of the the Red Sea, seeing hundreds of chariots being amassed against you, I suppose, like those Probably know this isn't going to turn out well for you, but God stepped in on it on behalf of His people, His chosen people, and He has delivered them. And nothing, nothing, Paul says, can separate us from that love. Not anything that we do, not anything that anybody else does, not anything even that the devil himself could concoct to do, can separate us from that love. When we were praying, as we did corporately, have prayers of other Presbyterian church. And it was a lengthy prayer of the people. There was a, a prayer list that the pastor recited for us, and there were a couple of dozen individuals or families. Of them were battling cancer. Read a name and say cancer, and another name, and cancer, and another name, and cancer. And it went on and on and on. Maybe you're not badly cancer. Maybe you don't know anyone who is. I do. Maybe something else. God knows what the problem is, He knows what the obstacle is, and He's given us Jesus as a means of surmounting the insurmountable. Reminding us again that nothing can separate us from His love. So, Son Jesus, the one who can do things that no one else, nothing else, can do. This is the promise that has come to us. Beginning the Old Testament and continuing on through to the end of the new. The God morning in our episode of The Chosen. When things look pretty dark, God can make a way when there is no way. So my prayer for us all in this upcoming week is that we would feel the power of the Spirit reminding us. the circumstance God is present